Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Sometimes It's Not Meant to Be. I've got an email here from a woman. She's 48 years old and dating a guy, or was dating a guy that was in his early 50s, about four or five years older. And this particular dude, before she met him four years ago, he had ended a 28 year marriage. In the last 15 years of the marriage, there was no sex at all. But this guy sounds like a, a pretty good dude in the fact that he still stayed faithful to his wife even though 15 years ago, which would be 19 years ago, because it ended four years ago, she cut him off. No sex. That's terrible. So she started dating this guy and he had only dated her and another woman since his marriage ended four years ago. And the, and the woman that he was dating before her Things ended several months before they met and apparently it was a long distance relationship and so after they were dating for four months, things were just like – she said it was like the best sex she ever had. He made her feel beautiful, made her feel sexy. She fell head over heels in love with this guy and then the woman he had been dating and broke up with, several, the one long distance one, came back into the picture and he started fading away and then eventually – he told her he wasn't ready for a relationship and blah, blah, blah. So she's told him to get in touch if things don't work out and she asked my opinion on the situation and what I, what she can or can't do and what the likelihood is that she may hear from this guy in the future and whether or not he's really a good match for her. So I got a quote that I wrote and then we're going to go through the email. And the quote says, instead of focusing on the amount of time your relationships last as a barometer of how successful – they are, you should focus on being the best quality partner you can be and having high quality experiences together. The purpose of life is to enjoy it and to create great memories. Most people try to hold on to relationships that need to end or that should have ended a long time ago. They stay too long simply because they fear the unknown and worry about finding someone of equal or better quality or they worry that the next person will be worse. That was definitely describes me when I when I was married to my first wife. That, I mean, I that was what I was thinking before I got married because I was really considering breaking up with her. But I had no good role models. I couldn't go to my parents or anybody in my family because they nobody in my family had a relationship that I thought was something that I wanted to to imitate or emulate. And very few people I knew, as most of my friends didn't have a, have a clue either. So there really wasn't a lot of people I could go to that had the kind of relationship I would want to have at the time. So I made a really bad decision and married her when in reality I should have broken up with her. All because I was too afraid that I was not going to find anybody better or worse, the next person that came along would be worse than my wife. And she was a great girl. We just I was young. I was dumb. I was inexperienced coming from the background that I came from. I did the best that I could with where I was at at the time. So back to the quote, it says, most people try to hold on to relationships that need to end or that should have ended a long time ago. They stay too long simply because they fear the unknown and worry about finding someone of equal or better quality or they worry that the next person will be worse. The only way the next relationship partner will be worse is if you settle. If you have high standards, then you understand the universal truth that it is simply a matter of time before the next great love of your life comes along. 
provided you don't settle by giving up or becoming impatient. And unfortunately, that's really what most people do. And when you look at the stats, you look at stats like I was talking about yesterday in yesterday's video news that I read an article over the weekend where it was looking at the statistics from people like the 50s and 60s, like how many couples were living together but they weren't married versus, you know, where they were literally, it was in the thousands back in the 50s and 60s. But now in 2015, it's literally in the millions of people that live together and but aren't married. Because when you look at it, divorce has become such a nasty, unpleasant thing. And after going through a divorce myself, when I was 26, 27 years old, I was like, man, I am not going to do this shit again unless I am 100% certain. So you get attorneys involved and you know, attorneys make money based on billing by the hour. They're going to milk it for all they can. They're paid to create conflict and keep conflict going. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And when you look at the courts, I mean, quite frankly, the the guy always loses. I mean, he's, that's just that's the way it is in family court. Even if a guy had spent thirty years building a company, he marries a woman, he's only with her for a year or two. They have a kid together, and she gets half of everything that he owns after a year or two of marriage. I mean, from her perspective, that's a great business deal on her half. No risk, just. Literally show up, get married. I mean, when you think about it, it's like marriage is a legal thing anyways. And this day and age, it's like the divorce divorce rates over 60% and few and fewer couples are deciding to get married and they're cohabitating. Because if you break up, you just move out and go your separate ways. There's no attorneys. None of that shit gets involved. You know, Because this day and age, I mean when you look at 40, 50, 60 years ago, most of the time, women raised the kids. They were they stayed at home, took care of things, did the grocery shop and clean the house, did the whole nine yards, and the husband went and made the money. And nowadays, women are able to work and earn just as much, if not more, than men, and they really don't need men for anything other than some cases being sperm donors. And a lot of women do that. A lot of women get to the point where they're not married or they're not in a relationship, and they go to a sperm bank and they, when they want to have kids. So you have more people these days making decisions based upon the quality or having quality relationships versus 40, 50, 60 years ago where the marriage was really out of necessity. So it's just interesting how that dynamic has changed and when you you look at the way things are in society now, you know, if you look at like how many people go to church, it's like people going to church and being involved in organized religion is continuing to decline all around the world. So let's go through her this particular woman's email. She says, Hi Coach Corey, I recently stumbled upon your video series on YouTube and have found myself binging for the past four days. I purchased your book and I have started to read it. First of all, thank you for all the hard work and passion you put into communicating to all of us your insights to relational dynamics. They are the best I've seen in many years. Well, thank you for the compliment. I always appreciate great compliments like that from women. What's interesting is 95% of the self-help books on dating and relationships are bought by women and only 5% by men. 
She says, I'm a 48-year-old female that recently met a man who's 56 via Match.com. He sent me an email. We went out to a nice dinner date. and We really liked one another's company and have been seeing each other exclusively almost every day for the last four months until he decided he wanted a break, not knowing how he felt and what he wanted. Well, at the end of the day... When someone says they're breaking up because they don't know what they want, the reality is they know what they want. They just know they don't want to be in a relationship. And they don't want, people don't want to hurt each other's feelings. So they bullshit you. They lie. They're, they're dishonest. And he may not have known, think he knew what he wanted. But the reality is there's other, you know, when we get further down the email, you'll see there's other woman was involved. That's what was really going on. Because the other woman came back in the picture who he was really in love with and he was the one that got dumped. And rejection breeds obsession. So even though he had been dumped and he hadn't talked to this other woman in several months, he was still thinking about her in the back of his mind. And when she came back into the picture because rejection breeds obsession and he was more emotionally invested with her than he was with you, it's obvious why he's going to push you away and try to get the other one back. People buy based upon emotion, not logic and reason. Logic and reason would would say you live in the same city, sex is great, you've been together just about every day for the last four months since you met, but this other woman's out of town and she said there was no way she was going to move. But it doesn't matter. Logic doesn't have anything to do with it when it comes to matters of the heart. All has to do with emotions. He was in a 28-year marriage and has been divorced for four years now. His wife cheated on him and he was denied sex and didn't stray from the marriage for the last 15 years of it. It's like the one I read yes, I, the email I did yesterday. The woman cheated on a, this guy and she had cut him off from sex three years prior. And for the last six months of their marriage, she was fucking some, one of her coworkers. And so here you got a woman who was not was denied this guy for sex for 15 years but yet she was fucking somebody else and he was still faithful to her he's only had two relationships since me and this other girl and she lived long distance so far that she broke it off with him because it just wasn't working he told me he really loved her but she didn't want to move away from her family and her home several months went by and then i entered into the picture so you can imagine, he obviously wanted to keep the relationship going. She kicked him to the curb. He was with his wife. He stayed with her even though she refused to fuck him for the last 15 years, hoping things would change. So this tells you a little bit about his pattern. And like for me personally, growing up in, in a family where I never got hugs, never heard the words I love you from anybody in my family, on all sides of the family, all the grandparents, aunts, uncles, when you grow up in an environment like that, you're starved for attention and affection. And so like when I was in my teenage years and in, in my early 20s, I'd meet a woman that I was into. Maybe she had a boyfriend. Maybe she was single. I'd take the friendship route or I'd, I'd get put in friend zone and I would st stick around hanging out thinking that eventually it was going to change. And that felt normal and natural to me because it, it felt exactly the way I did with the relationship I had with my mother and everybody else in my family. I wanted love, but I was denied it. So when I met women that I was into, but I was constantly being denied, 
It felt just like my family. So it was normal. I was literally emotionally conditioned to think and feel that way. And when you look at this particular guy, 15 fucking years without sex and being denied constantly, but yet she's cheating and fucking somebody else and he stayed faithful the whole time. And then this other woman who's long distance ditches him, dumps him. He was in love with her. And as soon as she comes back in the picture, it's like, see you later. We've had so much fun cooking, biking, and taking trips to meet his family in Maine. It's been a beautiful, loving, and sexy relationship, and I have loved every second of it. This is important, too, because he has significant issues with erectile dysfunction, but makes up for it in other ways that women would flock to his door if they only knew his abilities. So, sounds like he was a master of the cunnilingus. I am head over heels for this guy and he was too into me even saying that he loved me on a few occasions. However, in August, he started to talk with this girl again becoming more distant with me. So think about it. Rejection breeds obsession. He has a pattern of being hung up and faithful to women who basically don't care about him. His ex-wife and this previous girlfriend. And you're all over him, giving him everything that he wants. But yet he's still thinking about the girl that blew him off because that's his pattern. He's literally emotionally – he probably learned this in childhood. And he doesn't even realize that this is how he's reacting. He literally was emotionally conditioned to think and feel that that was normal. And then therefore he gets into a relationship with someone like you and it's completely foreign. Now if he would grown up in a happy, healthy household – he would have never stuck around with a woman that w- was making the effort and as soon as his wife cut him off from sex, he would have been out the door and looking for somebody else because he loved and valued and respected himself. But obviously he didn't and it's not your fault that he is th- this way. I'm pointing this out so you understand the nature of the creature that you're dealing with. In September, he decided to take a break with me. I was devastated because I fell in love with him. I cried for days but then got myself together and we ended up hooking up several times more. We have incredible sex. I have never in my life been pleasured more, felt more loved or felt sexier than with him. I won him. I'm sure you do. Remember, rejection breeds obsession. Like attracts like. And if he's got that pattern, there's a good chance that you have the same pattern of being drawn or attracted to people who just cannot give you what you want. Sometimes it's, that's just the way it is. Sometimes you meet people and they're terrible at communicating. Sometimes people got intimacy issues. Sometimes people are just not faithful. They're not honorable. And when they're not happy or their needs aren't getting met, they have no problem going and getting it somewhere else. Or they're on a trip somewhere and even though they may care about you deeply and love you and mean it and feel it, if they were taught, if they, that's what they saw growing up, that that's normal natural behavior, that's the way they're going to behave. And it's just because of what they value. So since like attracts like and this particular guy – tends to get hung up on people who are disinterested in him or that aren't making the effort or that push him away and reject him, 
he's now done this to you and there's a good chance that that may be part of your pattern as well. And it's understanding yourself and knowing yourself and why you do what you do and why you feel the way you feel can help you understand that so you're no longer hijacked or powerless over what's happening to you. Nevertheless, I let him know that despite my love for him, I wasn't going to be an option. I wanted what I wanted. You spoke your truth. Good for you. It takes a lot of guts to do that. A lot of testicle fortitude, as Richard Marcinko says, Dick Marcinko, who's the founder of SEAL Team 6. And by the way, he's written some really, done some really great books, The Rogue Warrior, Strategies for Success. The guy was a great fucking leader. So I highly recommend those. I've got a few of them. If you go to my website and click the products tab, I've got a whole list of Amazon books and products that I recommend, things I've read over you know, the last 25, 30 years of my life that are just really great books. I told him to get a hold of me if he changed his mind and I'd love to see him. He responded that he would come by to drop off my bike as it's stored at his place and to see me when I return from a speaking engagement I have in New York. Just like I talk about in Seven Principles Get an X Back, because he pushed you away, he needs to make 100% of the effort to get you back. And therefore, I'd let him do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing from now on. Because he's probably hanging out with this other girl, exploring things with her. And that's why if you just focus, what is your outcome? What do you want? You want to have great, a great relationship with great sex, I assume, because of what, what you like. So write that down in your list of what you want in a person and what you don't want in a person. And if you focus on your outcome, then this particular guy, he just becomes a possibility. Because it sounds like he's a good, faithful guy and he's not going to cheat on somebody. But because of his pattern and because he's still hung up on this ex, obviously, it's obvious that he's gone back to her. And that's why if you focus on what you want and you continue to date and put yourself out there, and you stay focused on that, eventually you will meet someone that can give you everything you want. And if this other woman has already pushed him away once, there's a good chance she'll push him away again. I mean, if it didn't work the first time around, 99% chance it's not gonna work the second time around. But you can't sit around and wait and hope that that happens. Again, if you focus on your outcome and you move towards that, he'll either come back after he gets rejected again or by then you will have met somebody else. So either way, you're going to get what you want. You'll either get somebody better or this guy will come back. After he gets burned enough, then you gotta let him know. It's like, hey, this chick, she's out of the picture. You wanna date me, you're gonna date me exclusively. If not, go back to this other girl. Call me if you change your mind. I'm not gonna be your backup plan in case things don't work out with this other chick. That's what you should say to him. And she said, I said, great, see you then, good night. And I have not contacted him since, though it's killing me. Do not contact him. Scarcity creates value. And if he hasn't heard from you, I mean, look at the effect that his ex-wife had on him and this ex-girlfriend had on him. They were scarce. They were a scarce resource. And yet he stayed hung up on them. And so if you just let him go... And if things start to go sideways again with this other girl, which more than likely they will, he'll get back in touch. And if he's still hanging out with this other chick, you say, well, if, until that's resolved, 
you need to work that out with you and this other girl. I'm not interested in dating you while you're dating and sleeping with somebody else. If that's what you want, you need to let them know and you got to stick to it. Remember, the strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. The worst thing you can do is continue to call this guy and make an effort while he's hooking up with this other chick because then he's got nothing to lose. He's getting his cake and he can eat it too. And if you focus on your outcome on what you want, well, you can't get what you want by chasing after somebody who wants to be with somebody else. This way, he's got to be the one to earn another shot at dating you, pun intended. What do divorced men ending long marriages think about relationships? How do I respond? Well, like I said, I'd let him do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing and look at it from the perspective of he needs to earn another chance with you, not the other fucking way around. Make him make the effort. You were 100% into him. You were making all the effort that you were making and he blew you off like you were the best sex you ever had and that's how he treats you? I don't think so. Let him make the effort. Let him because this way he has to work for it. And if the other person, things are not going well with her, then he'll gravitate towards you. Because again, people buy based upon emotion. If you make it easy, if you become an abundant resource in his life, he won't value you very much. But if you're completely scarce, meaning you've walked away and you're never looking back, he's, he'll realize that unless he makes an effort, you're, you're disappearing forever. As far as the bike, let him, let him bring the bike back. I wouldn't call him and say, where's my fucking bike? Let him bring it back to you. And if he hasn't called you to bring it back, that's usually men and women both do things like that. They hold on to things like that. So at some point in the future, they have a reason to call. And then you can make a date with them. Make them come to your place and make dinner together. Hang out, have fun, and hook up at your place. Make him come to you at least for the first three times in a row before you'll start going out and doing other things because obviously you want some more conolingus. Obviously you like that because he's got skills apparently. So that's what I would do if I were you. I would definitely review the article I did Seven principles get an X back. But it took a lot of guts to go through what you went through and to say, give me a call if you change your mind. That's the right way to handle it. And at this point, that's all you can do. In the meantime, get back on the dating website. I think you said match.com is where you met him. Get back on there. You'll, you'll meet somebody else. It's just simply a matter of time. But you got to put yourself in the game. you got to continue to circulate in order to attract what you really want. He may come back. He may not. But at the end of the day, if you stay focused on your vision and your mission for your personal life and what you want, whether it's him or some other dude that you haven't met yet, eventually it will happen. Of that much, I am sure. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You could choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 